Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Thank you for joining us again today for another NSP Nutrition Show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Charles Poliquin and his mm-hmm. 6-12-25 training protocol. I want to make sure I got that right. Uh, we also have NSP fan questions, and I uh, always look forward to that. So let's get started. Uh, Armin, I don't know who this is, Charles Poliquin, Poliquin, uh, 612-25 training protocol. Um, yeah. This is different. You know, I, I haven't heard of this guy uh, myself, so I'm excited to learn about this. So who is Charles Poliquin? So uh, he's actually somewhat popular, depending on what circles you run in, but uh, uh-huh. he's a Canadian He's a Canadian strength coach, but okay. also a personal trainer as well. And then he he's known for, for training a lot of Olympic athletes. And then he's also helped a lot of different bodybuilders with how to put on extra strength and, and size. So he's, he's really, he's a, really a brilliant guy. Unfortunately, he passed away, but he's a really brilliant guy mm-hmm. that understood things. He, he studied everything in depth. Um, but he, he's known, he's also a published author. Uh, he used to write a column from time to time. He, he's written eight books, okay. and over 600, about 600 articles, uh, that he's been credited for but again like i mentioned unfortunately he passed away at uh, 57 years of age which was uh, a real shame um because he accomplished so much but um you know he, I, I don't remember the cause of that i think it was a heart attack but uh, gone too soon would be my uh the guy was funny as hell i mean you listen to him <laughs> on a, on a uh, video or something i mean he, he had uh-huh. one-liners after another i mean they were just so you know they were on the one that video I was watching. Um, the guy says, "Well, was it pretty tough getting started?" He goes, "Yeah, it was real tough." Uh, he goes, "Well, how poor were you?" He goes, "So I was so poor, I had to draw the furniture on the walls because we didn't have any." <laughs> <laughs> so I That's had to go poor. down to the went down to daycare center, stole the crayons for the kids, and then, <laughs> you know, started drafting the furniture. I mean, he just had right. one one liner after another. So, uh, really great guy, but unfortunately, he's he's passed on. Well, sorry to hear that, but yeah. we have his program to talk about. And I'm sure he's happy about that. So what is the 61225 program, Armin? So that's another form of uh, creating a high-intensity uh, training session. Uh, and basically, it's designed to really shock the muscles, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's very effective. So, you know, he's, again, he's helped people that hit plateaus to really break through. Um, he has a lot of different training techniques, but this is one of his uh, bread and butter techniques that he, uh, he really, uh, uh, you know, got people to do. So, you know, the protocol uses like giant sets or triceps, you know, basically four exercises or three exercises for this type of protocol. And then you have minimal rest. So you're trying to get a high volume of work done in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're just pushing a lot of blood to the muscles, which is pretty common when it comes to developing muscle. Uh, that's just how it has to work. And so the thing is with, with this protocol is you need to understand how to choose the right exercises 
for the sets for it to work the right way to get the the uh, the impact that you want to really get the optimal results that it's designed to do. And mm -hmm. that was one of the things that he also knew how to do is how to put these combinations together to really uh, what he would call initiate the survival fibers of just getting through the training session. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, I am curious, does it work for, uh, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Would it work for different muscle groups, this uh, whole program or, you know, this idea from him? Yeah. So you know, it typically focuses on one muscle group uh, per you know, per session or per set. Um, okay. But what he's doing is one muscle group per set, so to speak. Uh, and there's different ways of using this. That's what we're going to talk about. But um, you just mm -hmm. pick three to four different exercises that you're going to utilize. Now, most of his uh, 6, 12, 25 is going to be just three exercises. Okay. Uh, but every now and then he'll throw an additional uh, exercise in there at, after you've done the 6, 12, 25. We're just going to talk about the 6, 12, 25 today. So. Okay. Well, so again, I, I'm just to yeah. kind of iterate on that, uh, uh -huh. sorry to interrupt, but just to kind of no. iterate on that, um, the minimal rest between, you're going to have minimal rest between exercises. And so they're performed in succession. So, uh, and again, there's different ways to do this, but you're going to do uh, like six reps and then 12 reps and then 25 rep ranges for that particular exercise. Mm -hmm. And so he has this done in three to five sets, which, you know, I've been doing three sets and mm -hmm. man, that's brutal as it is. And so when you get done with your last set, um, you'll just do up to three minutes rest uh, between the, uh, between the sets or the exercises. Hmm. So it's because there's short rest intervals on the, on the first two. So which we're going to talk about. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I mean, uh, this is, uh, you know, new uh it's new stuff for me so I'm, I'm excited about learning about it so yeah what does a set using uh the 612 25 protocol look like yeah so to kind of elaborate on that uh, the first exercise you're going to use you're going to do six reps of as heavy weights you can with quality form and basically what you're going to do is you're going to rest for 10 seconds and you're going to go again so this is designed for much heavier loads so this is typically going to be a compound exercise. And so the compound exercise, you'll have some assistance muscles. So we're going to elaborate on that too, but that's what the, um, the first exercise is going to do. Mm -hmm. And then the second exercise is 12 reps and you're going to rest for 10 seconds again. And then you're going to do moderate loads. So obviously to be able to do the 12 reps and you're going to typically use, you know, like, uh, you know, accessory or isolation exercises for that depending on what areas you're trying to focus on and then the third exercise which is also brutal you got to pick a exercise that you can do 25 reps for mm -hmm. and then at the, at the end of that you can rest for up to three minutes so you're going to definitely be using lighter loads and typically this is going to be again an isolation exercise or an accessory exercise at the end just to finish pushing all the blood to the muscle just to max out, you know, your training session. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, well, since you mentioned that it'd be usually uh, triceps or giant sets, what are some sample exercise combinations that you can give us uh, of this Armin? Okay. Yeah. Good question. Um, 
Well, one thing to remember with any kind of training regimen where you have high intensity going on like this, mm -hmm. you know, you're always, I repeat, always keep in mind that you need to focus on your weaker body parts with this kind of training. Because that's what it's, you know, it's designed to, you know, help you to break through plateaus and to really stimulate more muscle fiber. So you know, I'm going to use a back combination. This is one example. And okay. again, there's all types of combinations you can do. So the, the compound movement you start with your back would be like, uh, you know, bent over rows or T-bar rows, uh, where you can use a lot of weight typically, uh, or you can even do deadlifts. Uh, which, you know, again, you're going to use a lot of weight for these exercises for a six rep maximum uh, load on the reps. So you got to get six good quality reps. Then you're going to rest and it can vary, but 10 to 20 seconds. Okay. If you want to challenge yourself, 10 seconds is pretty, pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go again and be, you know, you're going to keep doing that particular exercise for three to five sets. So like anybody that's new, I would say, hey, three is going to be plenty. So you do that compound exercise with those 10 second, 10 to 20 second breaks. And typically you're going to do 10 as you first start out just to see, yeah, get yourself used to what happens. Mm -hmm. So then the next movement, uh, and again, we're talking, you know, this is going to be more, uh, you know, isolate, somewhat isolation, but you know, somewhat compound. So you can use like, for me, I would use like weighted pull-ups or heavy pull downs, uh, using uh, the different grips for each mm -hmm. of the, uh, of the sets. So, um, I'm going to probably do like a pronated, you know, for one set it would be pronated, one set would be neutral, and one set would be supinated. So pronated is an overhand grip. Neutral is the palms facing each other. And then the supinated grip is your palms facing, you know, towards your towards yourself, okay, and palm up, as they would call it. And so you would do that, uh, you know, for 12 reps. And again, you're going to rest for 10 to 20 seconds, and you go it again for three to five sets. Okay. And then you're gonna for for the back, and you would finish off with like dumbbell uh, cable, or you know, like dumbbell or cable, or even machine pullovers, which is really brutal for 25 reps. Um, uh, but here it's just suggested to uh, rest for up to three minutes when you complete a set, uh, due to and this is basically due to the lactic acid buildup uh, from the heavy volume pushing the the blood into the muscle, mm -hmm. and then that. You know, the three minutes is allowed to restore your ATP to have energy for the next round. I don't necessarily have to wait the three minutes for me. I, I'm typically good about a minute to two minutes just because of my conditioning and the way I've been training and doing a lot of other Garanda type of training. Uh, but, you know, it, it depends on the person, how taxed they are and how, how new they are to the exercise. If you're pretty new, you, you may want to do the three minutes uh, just to be able to com complete each of the sets. So that's an example for back. So we're going to do like we do a T-bar row, you're doing a pull-up movement, and then you're doing a pull-over. And again, you can use all kinds of combinations here. And you can do heavy machine rows if you, if you have a back problem, uh, that kind of thing. Gotcha. All right. So that's back. Uh, what exactly would you do for your chest? So what I've experimented with is my compound movement is not bench press because it doesn't really do much for my chest. Now, some guys... They can do a bench press and it activates a good amount of muscle fiber and it, it hits the chest pretty good. Like my brother, uh, you know, he can do that. I got one brother, well, both my brothers, they contended to do bench press and get good chest stimulation. So can my dad. Doesn't work for me. So I have to do isolation. But what I also would do instead of, you know, to do a compound exercise, 
after warming up. Then I'm going to go, what I'm going to use is heavy dumbbell presses or machine presses, like a hammer press machine or like fitness machine, or, you know, again, a machine that's pretty dialed in to the chest. So those you can go pretty heavy. And again, you're shooting for six reps. So I would do that to start out with. And then the next movement would be going to incline because I want to get the upper chest, either dumbbell or, or um, uh, machine flies. So, you know, with flies, you're, you're trying to get 12 reps. So, you know, you're going to be able to do that with pretty good, good amount of weight. And you can also, you know, do pec deck, but I just, you know, like incline flies as a change up in this particular case to activate some more muscle tissue. And then I'm going to finish up with either cable crossovers or push-ups with handles because you got to get 25 reps and that's really demanding. So mm. you can do that with your cable crossover movement. Uh, you know, a, a pec deck would be another option there too. Uh, and or, you know, doing the push-ups with handles is another great choice. Mm. So then okay. you can also do it where you would do, you know, you do the heavy dumbbell presses and then go to incline presses. You can also do that and then finish with the flies as well. Cause again, it's a total isolation exercise. So that's, one different uh, approach to the training the chest. Well, uh, we've covered a couple different areas and I'm thinking your favorite, um, <laughs> what would be an example of leg training, doing your legs? Uh, I'm sure that you're really fired up and excited about that one. Yeah, I actually did that this morning. <laughs> so it's uh it was pretty rough. Um, so <laughs> what I did in this particular case for me is I used to leg press. My back wasn't my lower back because I had done some back work earlier in the week with this same strategy uh, was just not quite. It just didn't feel right. So I'm like, I'm not going to push it on my back with some heavy squats, mm -hmm. you know, heavy squats in your spine as you get get older is tougher because the pressure of the squat bar on your back tends to start to compress your lower disc the cartilage so that's what mm -hmm. i've learned i can't do you know the heavy squatting like i used to do you know 450 to you know 500 pounds so what i'm switching back to is just using the, the leg press and going really heavy on that so went really heavy on that with six slow controlled reps rested for 10 seconds went again <laughs> i was able to maintain the weight but it was kind of questionable on the last one because the deep burn that you get from that i mean it's a You'll notice that with good development, you got to really saturate the muscle. And so mm -hmm. what you're doing is it's a real deep burn because you're using max weight, you're using a slow controlled format. That's what I'm using anyways. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were pretty shot after that. So then the next movement, you know, I want to make sure I hit my hamstring. So then we went to, um, you know, seated leg curl because that's all I have at the gym. But you can do lying leg curl. And again, 12 reps. And on this, uh, you know, you're pretty, you're already kind of tired. So it, it's good to have a spotter or a partner because then you can, they can do some force reps, make sure you get to that, that 12 rep and you still got to drop the weight though, which was, I mean, we tried, but it's just, you're mm -hmm. still fatigued at points pretty tough. So again, to get to the 12 reps. And so don't feel like you don't, you can't just drop the weight you can drop the weight. Just the focus is to get to the 12 rep range because the whole and I'll talk more about this as we get as we get further along. But the whole thing is about stimulating all the different muscle fibers with this strategy. All right. So after we do the heavy leg presses and the, and the, the leg curls, again, 12 reps and again, 10 seconds rest. Then you can finish with like depending on the equipment you have available, you can use hack squats, a goblet squat, which is, you know, can be really demanding. 
what I used was a squat machine. There's a hammer squat machine uh, for me. And I was also kind of concerned about my back. So I didn't go as heavy as I probably would have liked to, but I was, you know, didn't matter because I was really, you know, my legs are pretty shot anyways. But you can also go back to leg presses again, depending on what you had to work with and just do lighter rep, lighter weight mm. to get to okay. 25 reps. So what I, you know, so what we did is, you know, we did the, all the heavy leg presses and we went to the, the leg, leg curl, finished that up and then finished with three sets of 25 on the squat machine. And the last few reps are just, you know, totally gut wrenching at that point because you're out of oxygen, you're depleted. Uh, you're just trying to, you know, can I do this? So the nice thing is, is mentally, you know, it's kind of new. So you're, you're, you're like, okay. But as you do this on a regular basis, it can get a little bit more intimidating because you already know how brutal it's going to be. And you're trying to push yourself to use either more weight or to, or to um, you know, at least get the quality reps consistently without having to drop the weight. So that's kind of your target mm-hmm. when, you, when you try to do that again. So Gotcha. Well, you mentioned that you did it this morning. Was this morning the first time you've tried this training? No, I've, I've been doing it on and off. Um, cause I'm expect, like I I always experiment. So, and uh, my son's been playing with it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he brought it to my attention. He'd been experimenting with it. So, and I knew about Charles Pollock and I just uh, was not an avid follower, but then um, I decided, well, let me just learn more about him. And yeah, guy was very, very knowledgeable. So mm. uh, also uh, I will say this um, since I've been doing it, it, it is an excellent change up. Okay. So if you're doing all these different types of other high intensity training options, so this is one you can do where if you're in a gym, it's really busy. You can, um, you know, work hard at each station. The thing is you don't want to get too much rest in between. So you want to kind of look for your options on the gym, which I'm, you know, that's what I've had to do. So if mm-hmm. I'm starting on the leg press, I'm going to keep eyeballing that leg curl for this, you know, if it were me in the gym today and I would be checking that leg curl. Then if I think that it's going to get busy, then I'd have my partner go stand by the leg curl or get started with this 12 reps while I'm finishing up mine as a, you know, that's one strategy there um, when you're, when you're using this kind of a training method. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's definitely a brutal uh, change up. So, uh, and the thing is you're trying to figure out is how much weight you can actually use uh, when you first get started. Cause that's really the, the, the big issue is, okay, well, how heavy should I go? So that's why you want to, you know, make notes and track what you're doing. Cause then you can kind of see how you're improving by tracking all that, either through an app or writing it down uh, and seeing how you can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, especially um, you know, when you're trying to figure out the weight that's for the 25 rep range. I mean, that's when, you know, you probably want to go a little lighter just to be safe, just to right, be able to complete right. it. But then the next time you're like, okay, I can add a little bit more weight uh, on that particular exercise and then see if I can challenge myself some more. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, you really want to focus on the weaker body parts uh, and the, the larger ones like legs, back, chest, and shoulders. I mean, you could do it for arms. Uh, you know, I've done it with arms. Uh, it's kind of interesting too. But um, I would, for me, I would learn the basics with the larger muscle groups because you have a lot more exercises you can do anyways. And mm-hmm. then if you want to use it for arms, you can use it for arms. So, I mean, it can be done that way. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, I know that we've talked about a lot of training here, but what are some <clears throat> of the benefits that, that, that 
someone could expect from using these types of training. Yeah, so that's what we talked about earlier. I was going to highlight this. So what you're doing here is you're, you know, you have four types of muscle fibers. Some people say three and, you know, whatever, but you have slow twitch muscle fibers. You have some medium twitch muscle fibers. Typically, you know, from my, my learning, there's two, but some people say it's just one. I mean, whatever. And then you have the fast twitch muscle fibers. So yeah. this training is going to encompass all those muscle fibers be, based on the rep schemes. So you'll initiate the, uh, the fast twitch with the heavier weight uh, and also get, get close to failure because that's how you're going to get those fast twitch um, by doing that. And then when you do the 12 rep range, and the, you're going to get the medium fibers. So that's the point of that. And then when you hit to the 25 rep range, you're going to get all the fibers, you know, because what happens is you're going to start to fatigue in the slow twitch. Then you're going to fatigue whatever medium twitch are left. And then again, by the time you get to 20, down to the last few reps, you're going to hit them white fibers again. So that's mm -hmm. the purpose of the, the high rep 25. And some, some people are going to argue that, you know, you don't need to do high rep. And, you know, I'm going to say this, I've done it and, you know, it's tough. So if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I think you're missing some great uh, opportunity. So mm -hmm. with that being said, this should really enhance your, your hypertrophy, your growth, uh, because of the way it's designed. And you're going to put a lot of demands on the muscle tissue, and it's going to cause the body to have to get more efficient. So it's going to give you increased strength because you're using really heavy weight to begin with because of, of the compound movement. So you're going to get that included. Um, and then because of the, the way it's structured with the, with the, um, the short rest periods and everything, you're going to get some muscular endurance. I mean, and so that pump, which is like my partner this morning, it was just like, holy mackerel. He, he didn't know what he's walking into. So he was like, man, he, are we done yet? I said, almost. <laughs> so, but you know, he goes, I can't only move my legs. I go, eh, well, mine are pretty tight too. So, you know, and you do stretching in between on your rest periods. So that's nothing mm -hmm. I wanted to highlight there. And so the other beauty of this is, you know, we were done in about 35 minutes. I mean, we were just shot. I was, was you know, we did our calves after we got done, which I did a, uh, a similar tricep for that. I did uh, heavy leg press calf raises, and then I went to squat machine calf raises, and I went to body weight calf raises. So, okay. you know, the leg press was six heavy reps. And then, but I did these and, you know, one after the, each of the movements, one after the other. So I didn't do like we talked about before. I just went to one exercise to the next to the next. Cause I know I could, it could work. So six reps on the, uh, really heavy on the leg press. And I went to 12 reps on the squat machine to do some 12, 12 calf raises there. And then 25 reps, just body weight calf raises down and up and then repeat. So you don't really need to take any rest. So anyways, this whole thing was done in about 35 minutes. And, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, we were just like, all right, that's going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow will be more interesting as we reload the muscles with food to see how much, but one thing people may not realize is, you know, as you get done and you're depleting the muscle, then when you're eating, when you reload with the food, that's when you start seeing the thickness and the feeling come back into the muscle and it feels full. And then and the soreness starts creeping in pretty quick after that. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how sore we're going to be uh, tomorrow. And the next day is even worse, depending on how bad tomorrow will be. <laughs> well, we're getting limited on time ourselves. Um what would you like to uh, wrap up with here in content 
talking about this uh, new training method. It's kind of cool from what I understand. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a change up for sure. Um, I, I just say that the, you know, the biggest issue is making sure that um, you have access to the equipment. So as you're doing this, so that you, know, you can really utilize it very well. Uh, so if you're training at a gym, you know, that's what you got to take into mind, take, keep, keep that into mind because if the gym's really busy, then like I mentioned before, you got to be kind of strategic if you want to be able to do it. Right, uh, and right. you can. So, but I just want to highlight that. Uh, but if you're the gym's not too busy, then you may just want to go from one exercise to the next. You know, so go from the leg press to the leg curl to the, um, you know, like the squat machine, which I did today. You know, one after the other. And that's that's also, you know, because it's going to take you ten seconds to get to the next machine to get to the next machine, mm-hmm. and that's a mind scrambler just in itself. Thinking about it, okay. And then, then rest. Then you do your up to three minutes rest after doing the three exercises back to back in this particular example. So, uh, again, there's other ways to do these combinations. You just have to, you know, either get advice from a good coach, you know, a good somebody knows what they're doing, or kind of experiment and look up how you want to combine your exercises because that's the other thing. It's really uh, critical to get a lot of impact from it is knowing how to combine mm-hmm. the exercises. And Charles was really good at that. And then, um, and then you may, you, know, you can always adjust your rest intervals, but, um, you know, no more than three minutes is, is the max because after mm-hmm. that, you're going to, it's going to start taking away from the effect. And then finally, um, you know, the reps aren't always going to be perfect. So if you come up, if you, you end up a rep short or something, if you really want to finish it, rest, pause, and then finish that last rep. But if you're just shot, you're shot, you're going to work on improving it the next time. So uh, don't feel like it's got to be perfect. Okay. Uh, just get as close as you can to, you know, with what's been suggested and then kind of build from there. So that that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> well, a lot of great information and Hey, it sounds like a great change up uh, for, you know, and, and gosh, yeah. how many times have we talked about that trying to change things up? Uh, you know, it's never good to keep doing the same workout. Here's a good change up of doing something different and uh, arm a lot of great information. Thanks so much. I hope these guys get some uh, new stimulation from that. So, All right. Well, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Arm and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP NSP Nutrition Show. And it's uh, time for the fan questions. Uh, Before we get into that, though, uh, always remind everybody, check out nspnutrition.com, all types of promotional offers on the site as usual and uh you know they're they're trying to provide value to you but also be able to get our naturally sourced supplements uh at a great deal uh uh, and and there's all types of things that are on there all the time especially the vince's gym as well but um you know armin um i i've tried so many different supplements on the NSP nutrition site and some of them uh you know 
everyone uses a supplement for different things or different impact uh, depending on their nutrition or what they're trying to affect. But going back to that multivitamin that they offer, um, what's really funny is I, I take one every day and my wife, you know, said, Hey, can I try one of those? And she couldn't believe the difference from what she normally takes. So now she wants to start taking what I'm taking. And I, I just laughed. I'm like, I've been telling you about them for two years. Uh, but you know, Hey, that's what you gotta do. But same thing happened. My wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, she, she noticed it. So it's like, okay, so I'm going (laughs) through them a lot faster. That's about the end result of that. Yeah. Well, I encourage everybody check it out. Check out the multivitamin. It it's just it's it's a quality multivitamin for sure. It really is. It is terrific, and I I have felt the impact of it. So uh, I think you will too. But it's mega one, and uh, you should definitely try yeah. it out. All right, uh, we got a quick fan question today because we're limited on time today. Armin and I are, but we've got a really interesting question i thought coming back to nutrition because we've talked a lot about nutrition um and uh this guy's name is arnold arnold is from long island new york arnold uh is talking about or actually noticed that we were talking about in one of our shows more absorbable protein and it got arnold to thinking Okay, well, I eat a lot of protein, eggs, meat, fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves like a lot of seafood, chicken, turkey. And he wanted to know if you could break down like the most absorbable protein and then like go down and order like the top five of what is the most absorbable. Uh, he wants to make sure that he's impacting his nutrition plan with the most absorbable and not wasting his time eating the ones that are not. So I thought that was a great question. That's a good question. Um, You know, so at the end of the day, uh, you know, the protein is going to absorb. So what you're going to have is um, the way the amino acids break down. So it's found that eggs, the structure of egg protein is 90% like human tissue. So that's number one. And Vince always talked about eggs being number one, but it's number one. There's no, there's no debate. It's on a protein efficiency, efficiency ratio, ratio scale. Mm-hmm. It's 3.9 out of four. So you're not going to beat that. So next is going to be beef. You know, okay. Beef is, again, it has a lot of uh, amino acids in it. It has you know, a lot of iron in it. So it's, it's next. And then uh, ironically, uh, people don't realize it, but Turkey is, is, is really high in, you know, in efficiency versus chicken. So if you like turkey, then that's going to give you a little bit more yield there. And again, people can debate this stuff all the time. So I'm just right, I'm right. bringing up my understanding of what I've learned, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the research I've done. So then after <clears> that, you got chicken, and then it just starts going down the scale from there with, you know, fish. You know, fish's efficiency, it can really vary a lot because there's so many different types of fish. So it typically hangs underneath chicken, uh, like salmon and and you know, swordfish and you know, grouper and this kind of stuff. So that's that's that. And then you start going. Then you know, pork is not a not a super efficient 
as uh, the others, but it's still it's still effective. So you don't need to shy away from it. It's just that it uh, you, you mixing that in with your meal plan to kind of change things up. So right. that's how I would do it. Um, and then uh, I think that's lamb is kind of a mixed one. I you know I, I would say it's probably in there with pork uh, as far as uh, another type of uh, protein. Mm-hmm. But then at the after that, then you go into the, to the uh, you know the plant the plant area and then okay. plants are that's a that's a toss up there. I mean just you know the way because it, it's not structured like mm-hmm. the DNA of an animal. So that's why it didn't absorb as well. And plus there's carbohydrates involved. Mm-hmm. You don't have any carbohydrates, which is pure protein. So hopefully How about seafood, Armin? Yeah. So, you know, like, again, the fish is going to be just underneath, you know, pork and, and lamb. It's going to be in that gotcha. category there. Um, or actually, it's I think it's above the pork as far as efficiency. So and then that kind of depends, though, on, you know, the density of fish. So tuna is very very efficient so that's you know i would put that just underneath um in the chicken and then again there's some debates on that but you know, right, those types right. of fish there tuna and salmon are, are, are pretty effective so uh shrimp and stuff like that oysters and that kind of seafood that's going to be lower down the, the food chain so to speak gotcha. uh, and it's smaller it's a smaller type of protein so like tuna and codfish what about other fish like like trout or yellowtail or things like that are those up there as well or back down well i would say the trout's a little bit lower down the you know from my experience that you know it's good but it's you know it's it's not as high as the others that we talked about so again i would have that uh no better than beef or uh, pork or lamb kind of thing i would be below that for efficiency and again, there's going to be some, there are always going to be some debates on what people think on that. So mm-hmm. again, you make it, you can do your own research and make your own decision. But me, my focus is eggs always first then you know, beef, you don't have to have beef every day. You know, Vince was big on beef, like two times a day or more because of all the, you know, the iron in it and all the other things that come with it. It has a lot of mm-hmm. creatine in it. You, you've got the B12 in there. I mean, B12 comes in all protein, but the beef is stacked with a lot of other good nutrients along with the egg. Okay. Uh, then then we, then after that is turkey, and then and you start going down the chain there. The other thing that, that he, he asked, Arnold asked, was um, in regards to having beef, if it's rare or well-cooked, oh, eggs, yeah. <clears throat> boiled, hard-boiled, poached, is does that affect the absorption rate of anything if it's on, right, on how so, it's cooked? All right. So yeah, there's a lot of debate on how the egg should be cooked to not denature the, right. uh, the protein. So if you, you know, boiled's fine or the, um, what's the other option? Soft, uh, soft boil. Yeah. There's po- poached is fine. I mean, those are actually better. I haven't found it to be a problem at all though, using, you know, coconut oil, you know, they say like the, you know, that's harder, harder on the, you know, the, the decompose the, um, right. the protein. But I think that's kind of a debatable thing. Cause I mean, when you're eating it, you're either going to absorb it or not. And it, right. the reason you need to cook it, the cooking part <laughs> of it is just to break down the carbon bonds. Now I will say this is I do prefer the red meat to be rare for me. Uh, I feel like I digest it better. I feel it breaks down better uh, because, you know, if you overcook the red meat, then you start getting the, um, 
uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's, it's where they, you know, it gets charred or anything. You don't want to eat that. It's just not going to do you any good. And it's not, there's nothing right. helpful <laughs> to your diet. So I always found that, you know, as long as the meat's quality meat, I've never had a problem for me is I cook okay. it rare and you're going to, you know, you're going to definitely kill any bacteria when you cook it rare. So you're not going to lose anything. So that was the other thing there. Um, but I like the, even like the salmon, I don't mind it being raw and the tuna being raw. So I don't have a problem with sushi um, or sashimi. That's another one. They put the raw right. fish on top with the rice. Right. I think that's, uh, you know, again, I think it, I feel good after eating that. I mean, you just feel like, wow, I got, I got some really quality nutrients. And so that's another mm-hmm. part of when you're, when you're eating. So that's how I, uh, you know, that's how I would approach it. Okay. Well, Arnold, hopefully that helps. And if you have yeah. questions, uh, you know, please get them to us. Uh, you can scan the QR codes above our heads, or you can email support at NSP nutrition, or you can comment right on the YouTube channel and we get that feedback right away. And yeah. we rely on your input for the show. And, you know, as, uh, we always try to want and ask for you to share with your friends and family so we can impact one person. That's yep. why we do what we do. Um, and, you know, Armin, we always appreciate all the content and everything that you do. You bring such great information every episode. So thank you for that. No problem. Hopefully everybody got some takeaways. So, okay. All right. Thanks again for joining us and join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.